I like to start all my interviews off with a little bit of a softball. Uh, what made you want to become an actress? Oh, okay. So I was always, my, the dream was always to do musical theater, but I was more of a dancer than I was anything else. But um, my first kind of proper, like, insight into, oh, could I be an actor? was uh, when I was in my last year at performing arts school, I was 18, I think. And I was cast as Anita in West Side Story and I, I, for my final year. Oh my God, this is such an amazing role. And I loved the new movie. Um, and so I thought, oh, I could maybe do the, you know, acting things. I loved the acting parts. And then I got cast in a, a musical, Aida, written by Elton John and Tim Rice. And, uh, and it was the acting part that I really, really loved. And I was told that I was cast because of my acting. I was like, oh, okay. And I was looking at the leads and I was looking at the leads and I was like, hmm, quite like what you guys are doing. I think I want to do that. And so, and so I was like, um, okay, so I'll go to, I, I actually, I was in Germany at the time and I, there was this like at the, at the Hoffman, Hoppenhof, Hoppenhof or the Bahnhof. I don't know. I'm sorry, German people, <laughs> but it was the, it's the train station. The train station um, sold um, international magazines. So there was these English magazines, right? That I would go there and buy. And, um, and I was reading is when Scarlett Johansson was kind of like, like right front and center. It was her kind of up, you know, when she was coming up. And I, I read that she went to Lee Strasberg in New York. And I was like, that's where I'm going. So after Germany, I went to Strasberg in New York. I was there for like a year and um, studied and I loved it. And I was like, oh my God, I think I can do this. Um, so it was really kind of a slow kind of, I also was injured dance-wise, so that was another reason to kind of transition. But yeah, it was just that it kind of found me. I was like, oh, kind of came. It wasn't like, oh, I want to go and be an actor. It was just like, oh, okay, I can do this. Oh, right, kind of thing. That's pretty cool to kind of just like stumble upon it. You know, what I yeah. mean? it's kind of like that fate thing. You know what I mean? You, you kind of feel like, sure. hey, it's, it's there. Uh, you play Leon in the upcoming series, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. What attracted you to this role? Um, the fact that I got it <laughs> first, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I can't pick and choose at the moment. Like what I, I, I it was the pandemic and I took it. I'm going to be honest because I wasn't, I wasn't a fan before, right? Obviously I am now, but I hadn't, I hadn't, I don't think I'd ever watched a full episode of Star Trek. I'd seen bits on TV, but like, I, I didn't know. I was like, okay, Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And then it was only after getting the role that I realized I was so lucky to be a part of this world. And, you know, I, I had seven pages of dialogue and I didn't, you know, I had no idea. I knew I was going to be chief of security, but didn't really know what that would entail in, in the Star Trek world. Um, so it was a kind of like a, yeah, blind kind of like jumping off the cliff. Cool. Let's do it. What's it going to be? I don't know, but this amazing parachute came out and I was like, Whoa, 
this 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 arc is incredible she gets to do so many things she gets to wear so many different costumes she gets to play with all the different characters like she has she has relationships with all of them because she's security right she's everywhere she can be anywhere she gets to go on all the missions and she has this kind of linked to uh, some dangerous people. So, you know, it was all like a massive gift and completely unexpected. So when you, when you go back and watch some of the older stuff, do you draw from some of that stuff to bring to your character or did you kind of just go based off kind of the, some of the stuff that they already had given you? Well, the thing is, they'd read it. The writers are so incredible. They've written her so well, and because she's new, right? They can they have free reign to do whatever they want with her. But they cleverly brought in those kind of aspects from her ancestry, right? The aspects of being a, a, a very um, very skilled, you know, uh, in in combat, and she's tactical. She's a fighter, you know. The stern outer. Appearance, you know, and um, and so those kind of little things have trickled through, but like I, yeah, she's she's just incredible, and I, I I even now like I can't obviously can't talk about season two, but like even now it, I'm just still like uh, blown away by what they're giving me, what they're writing. So in doing my research about who, you know, Christina is, I, I was fascinated by your story and, and some of your stories you've spent some time over the last few years kind of rediscovering not just who Christina was as an actress, but Christina the person. What kind of made you want to do that? For me, it was, um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, coming from a... A Chinese, I have a Chinese father, English mother, and throughout my childhood being made to feel not good enough, being made to feel less than, has lived within me, you know, and, and ultimately the thing that has, my, my self-growth kind of started around when I was, I guess, quite young, like 20, 2010 I feel like I started like working on this stuff because I wasn't getting the roles I wasn't my dream was felt so far away from me you know I was like how do I get that dream how do I make that a reality in my life and so for me whenever I feel some kind of anxiety or pain or obstacle in my life I that is what encourages me to grow and understand it and understand myself to get over the side of it so that I can get to the dream you know but the funny thing is the the funny thing is that I've learned is that actually the the journey is the thing it's the journey it's not about getting from a to b it's about enjoying the moments right and all you know all the big philosophers have all said the same thing and and there's this the really great video uh, you can find it on youtube um uh, uh alan watts is is some um i don't know what the name of the video is but it's basically he says like you don't go to you know a night of music to go and 
watch them play the last note. Otherwise you wouldn't go. You go to hear every single little note, the high notes and the low notes, you know, you go to experience the whole thing. Otherwise you just turn up, bang, and you'd go home. So I thought that was a really nice analogy to kind of imagine life as a dance or a piece of music, you know? Throughout that rejection over, you know, you were facing that rejection um, and, and kind of maybe even having a little bit of self-doubt within that process. What is kind of your advice to young, aspiring little boys, little girls, even teenagers, even somebody maybe in your shoes at that specific time? Um, what, what is your advice to them in the, at, at this moment? So for me, like, I mean, there's lots of so many little things that have helped me. But for me, number one, I would say what helped me the most is number one, you've got to be OK with where you are. Like if, if you keep trying to bury out, bury out of where you are, you you just dig yourself deeper. It's like you have to be OK with where you are, because where you are is actually helping you get to where you want to be. And maybe you can't see that, but everything has an equal opposite, right? So cold weather, hot weather, right? Extreme, extreme opposites. If you're, you know, the opposite of sadness is happiness, right? So when you are going through those down times or you feel like you're not where you want to be, remember that it's actually creating the opposite of that is 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 that you do reach your dream and you are there it's but you, you know this is part of the creation of life right and that the winter and the spring like flowers you see it all the time like they die and they go through this you know hard winter but they come up in the spring um so it's being okay with where you are because that's exactly where you're supposed to be right now and it's okay but then other than that i would say we are all important we are all and you may look at a star or your your idol or your peer right and you may look at them and go oh they've got this and that and they're doing this and why am i not doing that and you know putting them on a pedestal or or thinking you can never get there or that what you're doing is not important you the life you're living is not important maybe you are waiting tables or you know behind a bar and you're comparing yourself to that person over there who's on the red carpet and that's where you want to be but what you are doing you we all made of the same thing right and therefore there's a and, and what the, no no two people are the same right and even if you're a twin you're not the same because your your experiences are completely different so you there's only one you in this world we're all made of the same thing therefore there is a, a part of you in that person a part of you we're, we're we're all the same we're more or less developed in different areas but we're essentially all the same thing made of all the same thing so then when you see that person up there your peer or whatever the role that you should have got or actually celebrate because that is you getting there's a part of you who got that role too you know so that was a, a big one for me to kind of understand and, and 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 really not compare myself to anyone 
because there right. will be things in you, things in you that 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 person doesn't have also. I'd like to, uh, I feel like you spoke to me, you called me out a little bit on the inside. So I just want to, uh, I, do I send you the therapy bill now? Or I mean, <laughs> I, I felt mean, that because you're right though. It is right. You know what I mean? I, I, where I am, you know, constantly compare yourself or may not be where I want to be as, as the person I am. And it's, it's sometimes you need to hear it. You know what I mean? And that's, mm -hmm. and that's what I took from that. So thank you and i'll send you a bill uh, or you can send me the bill i'm sorry you send me <laughs> i'm trying to send you the bill whatever <laughs> yeah ricky <laughs> so uh, another thing that i found out that you were doing some stuff behind the camera as well um, i love it yeah writing producing w what can you tell us about it not loads to be honest but i <laughs> but i love the f I love creating. I love, love, love working with a team. I love bringing something from the ground up. I love behind the scenes, like really do like almost as much as I love being in front of the camera. And, um, and I really hope to keep going in that direction with all of that stuff. But I have been working on a project. It's kind of been in the making a lot. Most of the time it's been in my head, but it's been in the making for about eight years now. And, um, and it, it was born out of the fact that I wasn't getting given the, given the roles that I wanted to play or telling the story I wanted to tell. So I was like, well, can I swear on this? So I was like, fuck that shit. I need to, I need to do it myself. <laughs> I need to do it myself, tell my story. And when I actually, and for a long while, I was like, well, nobody's gonna wanna read this. It's, it's not important. Who's gonna wanna, this isn't good enough. You know, it was a confidence thing. It was like a self-worth thing. And then I had a friend who kept, you know, she, I told her the story and, and she was like, I remember we were running, we were doing like the, the race uh, athletics track. We were doing a, I used to do parkour. So she was my parkour friend and we would, we were, you know, training, running around the tracks doing like, I think we were trying to do 5K or 10K, whatever it was, not trying, we did. Um, but uh, I remember we were running. She was like, tell me about this story. And that's how I told her. And when I finished, she stopped running and I was kept running. And I was like, what are you doing? Come on, we're nearly there. We're going to be our time, come on. And she just stopped and it really landed with me. She was like, Christina, you have to write this. You have to write this story. And I was like, really, you think so? And she's like, mm-hmm. And she was a friend that pushed me and pushed me until it was, I think it was the, during the pandemic or no, it was just before the year before the pandemic is when I started to actually like, it was after Crazy Rich Asians had come out. And I suddenly got this feeling of, oh my God, I now is that, cause I knew there would be a time to write it. I knew, I knew the story and I knew there would be a time. And I kept saying that to her, I was like, no, 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 there'll be a time, there'll be a time. Crazy Rich Asians came out was huge and I was like, Oh my God. And then, and she, and I think the farewell was around that time as well. And then I bumped into her at the tube station and she was like, uh, have you done that thing? And I was like, um, well, I'm, I'm helping a friend with a comedy. I'm helping her with her comedy series. And she's like, mm -mm -mm. have you done that thing? Have you written it, your thing? And I was like, uh no and she was really stern and mean with me and she was like you need to do that and I was like I always felt a bit scared I was like okay and then I went and then like very soon after that 
I, it was in 2019, kind of like beginning of summer 2019. And I got my laptop out and I started typing and I just cried because because it was the time, you know? And it's a very, very personal story. And um, and it came through me. The story, it's almost not mine, you know? It's, it came through me and this story has a life of its own. It so quickly got into the hands of incredible people who were helping me do this. And, um, and yeah, so hopefully I can talk about it more at some point, but I'm loving the process of it. I'm loving writing, creating. You know, I'm also producing it and uh, I will be in it as well. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's really a passion of mine alongside my acting. That's incredible. And, and speaking to that and, and creating that, obviously writing and producing. And so we've seen a, a big shift over the last couple of years doing, a, you know, being put in a box, a lot of us being put in a box how did you find yourself staying creative during that time? You know what? I had the best pandemic. I had, I, and I'm, I, it's almost feels weird saying that because I know it was a terrible time for a lot of people. And I completely understand that. And I, you know, I'm not belittling any experience that anybody else has had during that time at all. But for me, because I, and I think it comes from my dad, my Chinese heritage. It's that whole thing of like work, we must do, we must work and we must keep working until we drop dead kind of thing, right? So for me to be able to go, oh, well, no one's working. So I can actually relax. And I think it was the first time that I properly fully as an adult had gone you know and just completely not worried about what was going to come or what was going to happen because we didn't know what was going to happen it could have been then for all of us for all we knew you know and um and so and that funnily is when I let go and I completely surrendered to whatever it was that was going to happen is when my my tv show got got um got taken on where a production company took on my tv show um and it was when i got cast in star trek all these things started happening and i genuinely think it was because i let it go and surrender and that is one of the hardest things i think for everyone in the world to do right we're all trying to control that's everyone's problem but it's the is the easiest thing to say oh just let it go surrender let it go but part of what I work with them um, with my life coach as well is 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 the actually the actual practical way of how do you let something go you know so I think for me continuing working on um my show during the pandemic was a great focus and and I got my pupster Runa Boona who is uh, also in the show. She's in episode eight, so we'll look out for that. Um, and yeah, and training her and, and everything. So yeah, the pandemic um, weirdly was a, a great time for me. <laughs>